back when I was thinking about becoming a developer, I looked at loads of different options from going to university for three years, doing these coding boot camps that everyone talks about. And I think we've talked about this before on one of the episodes, haven't we? Where I kind of wasn't sure which one of those routes to take. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a decision that anyone, particularly people transitioning, have to think about. Sometimes university can be a route, certainly in the UK. I don't know if it's different in the States or anywhere, or anywhere else, but it's a route that you can fall into almost. Like you just, you're into science, you're into computers, do computer science, um, and then progress from there. And it happens that sort of a development career comes out of that um, or an engineering career. But if you're sort of consciously deciding that it's something you want to do, what's the best and what's the best route to get there? It's a tricky choice whether to sort of go it alone and or whether to get a you know, a degree or a qualification. Yeah, I think particularly for people changing career, uh, like moving second career people um, or third or fourth, uh, I think that's a, a really interesting thing because even though going to university might feel like the correct way of approaching it, you get that's three another three years that you're gonna spend um, not getting paid essentially. Um, whereas something like a boot camp might be really tempting because they have all these ads saying become a get a job in three months with our coding boot camp. But is that uh, going to be successful? And that's what we're going to talk about this week. <laughs> this week we're going to be asking the question: Should you take a boot camp for those people in a position where they're thinking about? changing job, changing career, is that something that is worth your while? There's lots of often news stories, I think, about like boot camps and things like that, and lots of facts and figures thrown around, but we're going to try and hopefully give you a little bit more info on whether they're worth it. Yeah, it's a topic we've kind of talked around a lot in the last, like over the last few episodes, or certainly since we started even, I think, because it's a it's a, an omnipresent idea. Um, but it wasn't something that was really around when I started. I mean, there, I... I saw one boot camp advertised when I was kind of had my first job already, I think, and it seemed like a really novel concept. But um, you've obviously come to the industry when there's a plethora of them out there to be chosen. What do you think? What do you think a boot camp is? How would you define a boot camp? From what I've seen, it looks like you just spend three months very intensive time you spend it coding hopefully with like lessons and support from teachers essentially so you're basically going you're doing a course for three months they call it a boot camp that makes it sound fancier but you're just doing like a, a quite intensive thing for i don't know i keep saying three months but that's that's kind of the ones i've seen i'm sure there's shorter yeah, and longer i wonder about that because <laughs> I've, I've only i think i've only ever really seen three months touted around in the context of a boot camp um, but I guess there must be there must be shorter and longer ones. Um, I guess the different the key difference from like a degree is that it's apart from the time factor is the fact that it's like it's not an official qualification. I guess is that yeah. Like, I imagine they give you some sort of certificate at the end of it. But I suppose the qualification that they're saying you're going to get is a lot of them. Well, I think the majority of them say you or you might be guaranteed a job at the end of this situation. Uh, this course um so i think that's instead of thinking oh i've got a certificate and then i can go and apply to things they're saying this boot camp will be able to get you a job uh in the future that's a key part of the pitch you think then that it's it's not just this is something to help you get a job on your own terms later on it's like as part of this course we are going to actively push you towards 
employment. I think that's that's the majority of them. That's kind of I think that's that would be the idea behind them, wouldn't it? The sort of people that are going to think I'm going to spend however much money for this short intensive course. At the end of it, I want to go into a job. Like if you were learning to drive and you do an intensive two weeks course, you're not going to think, and then I'm going to spend six months practicing again. You think, well, I've done the two weeks intensive course. That's my time to go and take my driving test. So what, so this, I've got two, two questions now. One, first is like, where do these, are these in-person things? Is it something you could do online? And then the second is what do we mean by intensive? Hmm. I think, well, from the, from the research I did when I was looking at them, there's multiple options. So I think the majority of them seem to be in person. And I think that's probably best the best course of action. If you can do that and you're planning on taking a boot camp, you would want to do it in person because you're going to get more interaction and you're going to have interaction with the other people in your course as well more easily than if you're doing it remote. Um, I know we've said loads of good things about remote, but I think when you're kind of in education and you're learning something it's really good to have people around you that you can kind of turn around look at maybe copy their notes if you've missed something in a lecture or things like that i guess you get the esprit de corps of having like a team of people that you're going through this thing with it emphasizes that there's a lot of military metaphors in this i guess but <laughs> if you're going to call it a boot camp that's that's kind of the idea isn't it that soldiers would go to a very intensive period of training it was boot camp where they had they went to a camp and they wore boots and at the end of it, they were soldiers. Yeah, and you'd, you'd hope that part of that, doing that intensive course together, uh, you're going to build bonds with the people and a lot of the time that can help keep people going and give them motivation, I imagine, is the idea behind it. Um, but I've, I've seen a few that are remote as well that you can kind of just do online. Um, I think the ones I saw were a bit longer, um, but I, yeah, I imagine that's also possible. My guess would be maybe the remote ones or the online courses are I mean, the the intensity would be less in that kind of scenario yeah you'd imagine just because you've not got someone kind of essentially looking over your shoulder the whole time keeping an eye on what you're doing you've not got that accountability uh that you would have if you were in a room with other people this all sounds really good doesn't it you pay a little bit of money or you pay a sum of money you go away for three months and you focus really hard you create a bond with people that you're working with you get better at coding um and then at the end of it you get a job i mean why isn't everyone doing this well that's the that, that raises the first ooh, tell me more question which is like yeah how much do these things like cost are the ones you were looking at then what kind of range were you looking uh there was one i think you might remember this there was one that was ten thousand dollars possibly ten thousand pounds or roughly around that mark now i'm looking on a website for the price and this is one that you looked at this year, one i looked at previously yes a year ago two years ago when would that have been uh, here we go uh it would have been september 2018 so roughly a year ago yeah <laughs> so um doesn't say the total price of it ah but there's this fantastic thing called an income share agreement Ah, well, I've got that in my bullet points to talk about later. Oh, this looks fantastic, Tom. You, you don't have to pay, but then once you start working, they take a little bit, they take a small chunk out of your uh, wage. <laughs> is that something that you were aware of when you were looking originally a year ago? Is, that, is this a new development, do we think? I think I saw it in one of the boot camps that I applied to back, I didn't apply to any, that I was looking at back then. Um, but I don't remember it being uh, front and centre in 
anything that I was thinking about. Well, my my reason my re- my main reason for asking about cost is that you're lo- you're looking at this in comparison to doing a three year university course, which in the UK is going to set you back about like thirty thousand pounds, give or take debt wise. Yes. Um, whether or not you take maintenance or not, as well on top of that, but it's it's a, a not insubstantial sum. But there is an established like if you don't have a degree already in the UK, there's an established way to get finance for um, for a university, which then turns into um, essentially a graduate tax, even though they don't call it that, but a percentage of your earnings, which I guess is not dissimilar from uh, an income share agreement, is it? Mm. Yeah, no, I suppose not. Um, I guess th- th- it might come might come down to trust in an income share agreement, and it's a uh, less commonly known about thing. But I think it's just essentially you get a loan <laughs> and you start paying it back. <laughs> um, is the the long and short of it? Um, so a bit like a student loan in the UK. It, from like this small bit of research I'm doing right now, it's quite hard to find uh, like one price that you can just pay mm. to get this. But some of the others I saw, they're about it was like six thousand um, dollars. Most of them seem to be uh, US based, <laughs> um, but I'm sure there are ones in the UK as well. Yeah, and I think the, the cost of secondary or uh, graduate or postgraduate um, education in America is, is quite steep, isn't it? I think even compared to here. Um, so. The idea of a boot camp, even though it is many thousands of pounds or dollars, it, it's noticeably less than a, a full degree. And the pitch is that you're getting as much value as you would out of a degree in a much shorter time. And that's why I think that's why it's so intensive. That's why they play it off hmm. as being so intensive. But I think you're not going to be able to, are you? <laughs> three months working on something intensively is not going to be the same as spending three years working on something. Well, there's... I guess that's I think that could be up for debate because you look at like take driving for example which is quite a, a reasonably technical skill certainly in the UK to pass a pass a test I, it took me a year or so of lessons and like maybe once a week to then have the skills to pass the test whereas I have well, on second attempt um, but then I have a friend who did an intensive course learnt in two two weeks because they were going on a holiday and they wanted a hire car so they learnt in two weeks and then were driving after that um which I, looking back now, seems like madness, but it obviously does work because um, this friend of mine can drive and, <laughs> and hasn't crashed. Yeah, but I guess I like coding. It's one of those things that you kind of learn when, more when you're on the job. Mm. Um, but is there is there is that is that a good analogy? Is it a good comparable to compare it to say learning to drive? Because I don't know. I wonder if the the problem space of driving is perhaps smaller than it is in terms of learning to code because there's less you can do when you can be, you know how to drive you can drive when you know how to code you can make make things which is much more open-ended uh, was that a question i don't know, hey, well, yeah, I don't know I, the answer. Yeah. <laughs> maybe a rhetorical question i don't know <laughs> but i feel like it it's easy to come up with analogies that i don't know whether they're actually helpful or not no uh, i guess not but really we, you want to compare it to do you get a job at the end of yeah. it? And that's, you're not comparing it to anything. Do you get a job at the end of it? You mm. want to have the confidence that if you are going to spend all that money and you're going to take off three months of your life to just do this, it's essentially a job. You don't want to have wasted all that money, all that time, and come out at the end of it. And maybe without the correct skills, maybe you're £6,000 down and you also don't have the right skills because the the course is not what you thought it was or what it sold itself to be. 
So you think the success or failure of a boot camp and you're going on a boot camp should be judged by your employability specifically at the end of it. It's not like a degree where you can maybe spend three years and at the end of it you're a bigger person and you have a wider view of the world and you've you've kind of explored more things and you've you know, improved yourself. And that that is almost, I mean, you know, a lot of degrees do try and push you towards work, but they're never, like that's never like, explicitly part of the pitch. Yeah, I think the the entire idea behind a boot camp is that you go and you learn things for a job. You're not going to learn so that you, you're really good at computer science and you know all the fundamentals of it. You're going so that you can, in the most of the cases, it looks like kind of front-end based stuff. So you can go and you can, at the end of it, you can write a fairly good looking website and then show that website to someone and go and get a job. I think that's the idea behind it. Well, it sounds like it's it's a compelling pitch, isn't it, when it's put forward? Do we want to talk about reasons it's good or do we want to get straight to the scams? Spoiler, spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> well, there are always scams, aren't there? But is I think the interesting thing is, are there more boot camps with scams than without? Is it kind of, is there a higher proportion of people getting scammed over doing a boot camp than going, spending three years at university? You might <laughs> spend three years at university and get to the end of it and you're still not employable because you haven't, you haven't got those skills that someone in a boot camp might have learnt. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we've often had trouble, certainly back in my agency days when we were hiring more, we were taking on interns and we were taking on, we were actually hiring juniors with the explicit idea of training them up and making them better. We got quite involved in uh, the apprentice scheme, which is an officially sort of government sanctioned scheme in the UK to take on people who are at the kind of, let the level below a degree so sort of a level equivalent um so 17 18 19 year olds doing a kind of getting a two-year qualification but rather than being in a classroom they'd come and spend three or four days a week in the workplace with with us and be paid a wage for their time and like one day a week they'd have like lessons in class um which is a that's more of an apprenticeship i guess isn't but that, it? that's exactly what it was called it was called an apprenticeship but we the reason we were did that was because we were finding people that come straight out of university have like an awareness of computer science but they don't have the very specific skills you need to build websites for a job um so specifically like knowing about servers and knowing about like front-end stuff is it seems like a rare skill from people coming out with a computer science qualification and perhaps like having experience with github github and git and things like that yeah might that, be yeah. Yeah. version control the prof the professional tools that are required to be good at the job you'd kind of you would expect someone coming out of university to know all that but it turns out actually really they often don't have those kind of skills they might be able to do you a fantastic insert sort algorithm and be able to tell you the big o notation of something but they're not you couldn't give them a wordpress site and say oh that add this link to the footer and make the logo bigger yeah which is the yeah. kind of thing that at that level you want to pay people for yeah, I guess if you're coming as a junior, especially if you're in the front-end world, perhaps you, that's the sort of thing you sounds like you do. Mm. Um, you kind of just work on how the websites look to begin with. And it could be there's there are back-end equivalents of that. It's like, oh, yeah, sort out this, munge this data into this database and uh, convert that CSV file into like, usable content. Um, but the general gist is we the people coming out of university weren't any more employable than people who hadn't been to university. So we thought maybe if we could get involved in the ground floor, get people when they're younger, and rather than have them tie... The problem was syllabuses. Like the graduates and people who would go to college even to do um, 
even specifically web development courses, would come out. It's not just that they've spent three years learning, so the stuff they've learned is three years out of date. It's that that, what they've learned had to be defined as a syllabus very early on in the process. So probably what they're learning is maybe five years out of date. And that starts to become a problem because they... When you're when you're new, you get shown something. You learn it in a very. It's easy to learn things in a very narrow band and not have a sense of the fundamentals. When you come out, you might just know a certain way of doing things. So if you go and learn uh, Backbone, the JavaScript framework, um, and then come out and try and find work, there's going to be fewer places. It's a less useful skill than having learned something more fundamental and having learned something in the context of a work environment. So trying yeah. to get get people into the work environment quicker as part of their learning was what we were going for. Hmm. And did that work out? Mixed results. Yes. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> on paper it's a much better idea. I like I think it it could be a really successful project. The danger is as with everything you need the right candidates. Um but it does make me think that the idea of a boot camp like a really intensive modern curriculum, a really sh- like a really focused like you get a lot through, you get a lot done in that time and the stuff that you learn is industry stuff from industry experts not from people who are full-time uh, educators but from people who are in the industry who are taking some time out to be a an assistant or to be a mentor in this pro in a program sounds immensely valuable from the perspective of an employer looking for qualified people to hire yeah yeah i, I can i can see the uh, appeal there um and that's also one of the kind of the positives of a boot camp is that 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 curriculum that you're talking about can be really easily selected and doesn't doesn't have to go through all these rigorous processes that happen in a university course which could be a benefit but could also be you could be learning a new javascript framework that came out last week that no one really knows about that is also no companies are using so i I imagine there's there's kind of pros and cons of doing that um but if you I think the best time to go to boot camp may, may be when you've had a bit of experience of learning to code and you you know how to talk about it a little bit and you, you're aware of some of the trends in the coding world. Um, but I think a lot of people that do boot camps kind of see this, the bright flashing banner and they go, right, that's what I'm going to do. I don't know anything about it, but they say I'm going to get a job in three months. So that's what I'm going to do. And the ones I was looking at, they, they, they did say uh, like 96% are verified that they have graduated from our course that they have gone on to have work in the ne- in six months after applying um and i think there's a lot of boot camps that say that but maybe they aren't accredited or no one no one's checking those numbers um but i think there are some that that do do that check and they will say i imagine they'll say that on their website or in their marketing material quite clearly that they are one of the boot camps that make sure that those numbers makes sense mm. I, so i think what to kind of summarize that little block is that what we're circling in on is that industry connections like having the curriculum set by people who know about the industry and also being taught by people who have experience of the industry is very important and that's one of the big sell selling points of a boot camps um, so i think maybe we should come back to that later but now that we've got into the, the thorny top we've kind of mentioned income share agreements and we've also touched on the percentages of employment rates at the end and the fit some of the numbers and figures that people are putting on their bootcamp websites. Should we look at maybe how that can go wrong? I mean, can you think of, do you know of any instances of like how that number, you've said like people might just, the number might not be accurate, but could you 
can you think of any scenarios where like things that the boot camp could do that would maybe skew that number in their favor? Um, not not that, that I would have thought of myself um, because I'm a I like to think of myself as a fairly honest person, um, but uh, I have read. I mean, I'd, you 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 brought up this Twitter feed, so I think you should maybe be you should be the one to explain it. This is where I read it from one person on the internet, um, so who knows. I don't know, this is maybe a, an interesting insight into our psyche because the specific thing I'm thinking of now, I, I've always thought. So what we're specifically talking about is a tweet by, a tweet thread by a fellow called Zed Shaw who's kind of listed a load of scams. And one of the ones that he's talk, he talked about, which is something that I've long suspected, is that the boot camps themselves will hire their graduates as teaching assistants after the course to inflate their numbers. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that seems a little bit dodgy, but... How would you know from looking at boot camp that that is what they do? Well, I think there's a certain amount, you can do a certain amount of stalking like you would if you were researching a company for a job. If you look at the teaching assistants, if the, if the teaching assistants are listed, look them up on Twitter because if they've come through a boot camp, they're going to be shouting about it. They're going to say, hey, I'm doing this boot camp. It's amazing. That's one of the things that seems synonymous with boot camps is a certain level of enthusiasm. And then when someone gets a job at the end of a boot camp, they're like, oh my God, yeah, I've got a job. It's amazing. I got the job. Thanks to the boot camp. Yeah, this is amazing. I've seen over the last year quite a few instances of people who have been talking about their first tech job and their first tech job is as a mentor on some kind of training course, which is, I mean, it's ringing some bells because I seem to remember you have been a mentor at some point. Um, so that, uh, yeah, that, that can me. Yeah, that can, <laughs> do you want to explain how that can be a valid course? Because it's hard not to see it as something cynical. Um I think the best way you're going to learn how to become a better coder is well, the best way you learn anything is you, you, you teach other people it. The, by the very act of teaching something to someone, you have to understand it. You have to understand it to its core um, if you're teaching it properly. Now, the problem here might be that they say they're doing this mentoring, but they're not actually very good at it <laughs> um, might be the problem. But I don't see how if someone is in that position of trying to teach someone, they are going to gain more knowledge in, in that situation. I did a part-time kind of email. I still do it. I did a part-time email mentoring. Um, I don't know if that's, I'd count myself as in the, I mean, that is a tech job, but it's not like a heavyweight tech job, I suppose, like the one I've got now, where I, I call myself a software developer. I wouldn't have called myself a, a tech mentor or something like that. I'd, I'd, yeah, I guess there's different, there's different um, avenues of jobs in any career, but it's where do you see value in a tech job? Yeah, I guess everyone has to kind of make that decision for themselves. But there is, there's two sides to the coin of people being hired when they graduate by the place that's trained them. It, yeah, so take it with a pinch of salt, but it does artificially boost, I feel, the grad, like the graduate percentage. I think a lot of people are being hired by the place that they work for so that then they, the company, the bootcamp themselves, can legitimately say N percentage of our graduates are now employed. And it's not a stretch to say that they're employed in tech if they're working in tech training. Yeah. But if there's maybe three or four teaching assistants that are at that company, that doesn't seem like a bad thing. Now, this guy on Twitter is saying there are places where there's 40 of them. Now, that sounds like that's kind of, you've got too many there. <laughs> you shouldn't have that many teachers for what are generally quite small cohorts of students. Do you have, a, do you have any sense of the scale of these things? Do you know how many people there will be in a single cohort i have <laughs> i mean i could probably look it up but I, I from the sense of it you would imagine that it would be like a fairly small group of people mm -hmm. and the ones i were looking at were definitely like maybe 
I think nine people were chosen. There were they said thousands of people apply. They chose nine um, out of the applications. So that that was the that, those were the ones I was looking at. But I, I maybe I've got good uh, a good net for um, filtering out the bad uh, the worse uh, boot camps. But you kind of you get these signals and you get these things that this man is talking about. Um, yeah, to help you realize which ones are less than ideal. So this is the first instance where we've got to, we've got kind of actionable <laughs> recommendations to someone looking at a bootcamp is have see if you can find a list of the mentors and the people who are going to be assisting and have and see if you can get a sense of their background. Yeah, I would say look at look at the ratio of mentors to students. Um, I would expect maybe one to ten would be a kind of a good number. Thinking back to my school days, I used to, I used to be one teacher and I'd have 30 students in my class. That was a little bit too much, but maybe it was one to 10, one to 20. That's good. If you've got one to one, that might sound amazing. But if they're not fully trained people that have worked in that career, if all they've done is work on a boot camp, then that's when you've got to be asking those questions. But then you can do that research. You can look at a certain boot camp. You can say, what's what's the course like like you said look on twitter look at these people that have completed it what are they talking about another charge that's levied against gaming this percentage of employed graduates is making the graduation rates as low as possible so if you make it so that only the best people graduate there's more chance that they're them like say you've got a, a cohort of maybe 50 people learning and 10 of them are exceptional only those 10 graduate those 10 get jobs you can then say ha ah, Hundred percent of our graduates are employed, hmm. um, whereas actually that's not necessarily an accurate representation of things. Yeah, and I think this is just—I don't want to sound. I I generally disagree. Well, I don't disagree with most of the points. I think Mr. What's he called, Mr. Shaw? Zed Shaw. Zed Shaw. I think he's put quite a negative spin on it, and maybe he's had a bad experience with one or two. Um, I think there are good ones out there, but it may be that those good ones are. Uh, few and far between um, in terms of the amount of boot camps that, that go. Like I have just with a little bit of Googling, I found two that look really good. Um, you don't always have to pay a lot of money. Uh, I found one called in London called Founders and Coders. You don't pay to do it. Um, you obviously have to not work for a certain amount of time. There's a very thorough application process um, and they only do like three cohorts a year. Um, and I think I can't find the exact numbers, but they they look like quite a small cohort of people. Um, and they're also making sure that they've got a really diverse group of people. So um, I know women in tech is quite a big thing and, and there are not enough women that are represented in technology. Um, but in this course, foundersandcoders.com, um, they say 57% of their London intake were women. It's good to look at the positives side of things as well, because, um, I mean, what we'll, we'll include in the show notes, the link to this tweet thread that we've been talking about, but also I'll put in the link to the Reddit discussion about that tweet thread, because there's some very interesting positive comments within that as well, of people both on the um, hiring and like having done the bootcamp side of things. So there's some people that have said they've, done, they've come out of the woodwork to share positive, positive stories. Um, so I think, like you said, I think they're there's a balance and you've got to use your discretion when picking. Yes. And there's going to be lots of, I mean, obviously be careful of the ones that are claiming that they're going to definitely get you a job at the end of it. If it's one that's saying you hopefully will get a job at the end of it, if you work hard and you commit to the program, 
Um, I think if someone's saying you're 97% chance you're going to get a job at the end of this, that's something you're going to be a little bit wary of, isn't it? Like anything in life. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And that might be where some alarm bells start ringing. But I would suggest reading through uh, Zed Shaw's thread um, about, his, I think it's 10 points, isn't it? On things to look out for, I would say. the way I think the way he spun it is it sounds like you should all boot camps are bad but i think that's just those are some warning signs for some uh, a bad boot camp yeah i think we've i've and i'm aware that i've said negative things about boot camps in the past even on this show um on this podcast um so i but i think it's important to flag the downsides even if it sounds cynical and a bit miserable because i think a lot of people who are maybe transitioning if you're transitioning career by almost by definition the career that you're in you're not happy with and you want to do something new like you're looking for something hopeful. You're coming to it with a sense of optimism and you want to believe the things that people say. Um, so I think it would be, <laughs> I feel like in if I was in that position, I would find it very easy to be taken in by the promises of a very flashy website um, that's, that is advertising a boot camp that is essentially a piece of marketing material. It's very well done. It seems very compelling. All the things they're saying are great. I I'm my natural instinct is to go along with that, to be honest, and say, "Oh, that looks amazing! Oh, yeah, I really want that." Um, I mean, that's that's how I get suck, suckered into all these JavaScript frameworks. <laughs> a GitHub readme that says, "Oh, this thing's amazing!" I'm like, "Oh, yes, they said it's amazing. It must be amazing. I'm going to go do it." Um, so it's. I think the majority of our listeners, I, I hope, are people who are in the process of learning to code and sort of going through that transition themselves. So I want to, f- I want to flag. That there are dangers, there are things to that you need to be aware of and look out for, but also maybe hopefully steer that enthusiasm. Yeah, not I don't want to put people off. I just want to make people careful. Yeah, I I I, I might be being a bit too positive. Um, so it is definitely important to be careful. Do your research. Don't just believe what the company tells you. Go and find people who've done it. Some reviews about it from a completely separate website, for example. Um, talk to the people. Email them. Ask them questions. Do your research. Don't just jump into one don't go look oh flashy boot camp i'm going to do that next i'm going to sign up i'm going to start next week i'll be a coder in three months you might have made the wrong decision like if you were going to apply to university you don't just suddenly one day wake up and go oh i'm going to apply to so-and-so university tomorrow just because they had an i saw an advert on a bus you would probably go to the university you would look around you would find out things you would ask questions you would do your research and I think exactly the same applies for boot camps. Even though they're a short amount of time, you're still putting your money into them and trusting them to give you a good quality of education and hopefully uh, a prospect of a job at the end of it. So do your research, spend your time wisely. Definitely. And I think I give two specific bits of research to do is to look like be like one of the things we often say is to immerse yourself in the industry that you want to kind of become part of. So be on Twitter. I mean, a lot of people slam Twitter for being like, full of negativity and Nazis and, and horribleness, but it's a lot of tech people are on Twitter and they talk a lot about their work. One of the great things about the tech industry is how open people are and how often people will blog about positive and negative experiences. Um, and that happens at all levels. It's like on the individual contributor level, but also people who are running companies and founders and will talk about hiring and, and um, like the struggles they have finding good candidates and also people who are transitioning will talk about the struggles they've had finding work even if they think like if even if they feel qualified um so follow as many like aspiring programmers and like people who are in positions of power who are perhaps hiring and just absorb the content that they put out because quite often they will mention 
like, oh, I've got this fantastic, we've just hired this person from this boot camp and they are fantastic. Um, and that is a much better, like, someone from a company whose name you recognize and you think, oh, that seems like a place I want to work. If they're saying, we've hired this person from X boot camp, then X boot camp is obviously pretty legit and something that's worth maybe pursuing. So pursue, like, if you're doing research, research around, don't look at the boot camp itself, look at the people who are hiring and the people who are going on the boot camps and see someone says oh i did this boot camp last year and i got this job at the end of it and it's and my life has been t- turned around and changed that's a positive data point yeah definitely and if you are someone that has done a boot camp and you think ah oh, what are these two on about uh, i've been there i've done that um i know what i'm talking about um i want to give some uh different light on the situation then do get in touch um you can always find us on twitter at aqo code and as well you can um even if you're maybe you have a bad experience with a boot camp we'd love to hear those stories as well so we can let more people know yeah follow us individually on twitter if you like uh, ed is ed underscore the underscore coder and i'm thomas hazeldean um our dms are open as far as I, yours are open mine are yeah open. i'm always open yeah so anyone who wants to reach out and also through email um yeah What's our email address? A question of code at gmail.com. I know you don't like that. But I know. That's, that's, the, yeah. that's the email. <laughs> we literally have two domains that we own for the show. Why can't we look out to keep the email to one? <laughs> 2020 goals. 2020 goals. <laughs> um, yeah, but lots of big things planned for the podcast this year. So make sure you keep listening. Yeah, don't just keep listening, but thank you for listening to this episode. And please subscribe and listen to future episodes. We really appreciate it. And we will see you next time. Yeah, tell your friends too. Bye. Bye.